Hello and welcome to Keyframes, a podcast about anime. I'm your host, Ben Halliburton. With me today is Andy. Hi, hi, hi. Duncan. Hello. And Jeff. Yellow. Showing how well this new topic system works, we did not announce what this year's end review would be for the last podcast of the year, um, but that's basically what it is. I, personally, with the new format and half as many episodes, am really regretting all the different shows I didn't get to talk about, so I have a dice in my hand, <laughs> and whenever there's a quiet moment, I'm going to roll it, and I'm going to tell you how I feel about a show that you haven't heard about or haven't heard about to my sense of completion on this podcast. Andy, what will you be doing? I've got a few top lists of the year. The Andes. <laughs> the Andes. And then I've also got a review of One Piece film that. I heard that was well regarded on the Anime News Network mm. website. It'll be interesting mm. to see whether you agree or disagree. Duncan, Agreed. how about you? <laughs> I mean, this, I'm going to do a, a review of an, Annihilation, like of a, a, a traditional uh, moment where I look at this year and I go, yeah, this is all coming down in a... a a terrible, terrible flash of blades and blood or tomato juice as it may happen. It, it, it tells you how like media poisoned I am that before I heard RV, R-E-V-U-E of Annihilation, I heard R-E-V-I-E-W and I was like, oh, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the Natalie Portman, uh, Alex Garland movie about based on the Jeff Vandermeer book. Huh? It's, a good, it's a good movie. Anyway, uh, and Jeff, I think you're just here. Yeah, I'm, gonna, gonna surprise I'm, us. I'm here to be sheepish because I've been doing nothing but play Dwarf Fortress for the last three weeks. And so I have done nothing to <laughs> to prepare. I have. The, unfortunately, the, the second half of this year has been just like health thing after health thing for me. I've caught every single cold. I had surgery complications. I have a scratch cornea right now. I'm just, so all I've done is just lay in bed and watch anime. So hence the dice. Uh, but Duncan, why don't you take it away? <laughs> I've I've sort of like sat down before this and gone through the different seasons this year, and the one thing like has st stood out to me is like we've we've brought this up before, but anime is, I think, getting to a stage where we're definitely in a bubble and things are getting a bit unsustainable. Like you you mentioned this before that some people's reactions say, oh wow, there's so many shows. Like this just means the audience is keeping growing and all this new Netflix money can, can only be good. And yet they're not really training many more animators and they're still expecting those animators to put out the same amount of shows and they're not paying them more. And this is just, this is going to like, today we had the, the, the very sad sad uh, sight of in a, a shared social space someone uh, some poor soul saying I, I you know guys i haven't been watching anime for a while uh, i'm going to come back and i'm going to finish wonder egg and i'm 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 really looking forward to seeing what the finale to the wonder egg priority is and rip that guy you, you've unlocked my number you've unlocked my number nine secret i want to talk about because man i will i will still go back go to bat for wonder eggs ambition but i yeah. do think the show really really reveals really reveals that there's not the right kind of support network and especially with twitter currently burning down the mm -hmm. ability for for show for a studios to like emergency hire on new key animators when a show's budget goes down the toilet is or schedule goes down the toilet is 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 wanting yeah. i wish we lived in a world where, where wonder egg priority turned out good we did we emphatically did not though so yeah <laughs> no we, we definitely didn't but at least it was there 
Mm, I'm glad yeah. that we got it. Yeah. It, it like as 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 you said, Ben. Like the the ambition it had was was amazing, but like it, it's it's fall from grace was all the more painful f- for that. But like this this whole year is it. I've been it's like looking at some of the shows we we watched and things like um, Dress Up Darling in in the at the start mm. of the year, where you had a show which we expected just to be horny adaptation of a manga like pretty low expectations that like few 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 gratuitous shots and Mm -hmm. it actually had really really good animation like that sort of show does not get that sort of animation 10 years ago and Mm -hmm. that's that's a good thing Okay, ne- Andy, ne- name a show. <laughs> like you say, you go. Mm, mm. Wait, wait, let me roll my die, please. Go the right <laughs> no, no. <laughs> because I, w- I would say that or- that Orin Host Club has stunned me with like a very high, uh, a very high level of animation for 2006 era DigiPaint. But like, you're right that it has to be a a good studio with the right funding. And now, like, any show can look randomly great out of the blue like diy looks great out of the blue i feel like and that's yeah. I, I would i would also say that you know some of the weirder like gonzo stuff that had a pretty high budget and was also incredibly horny it was about 10 years ago can you name a show in particular that wasn't done by shaft shaft wanna, doesn't count <laughs> I, I want to say city not city hunter that's like that's like from the 80s come on that's why i said it's not city hunter it's something else but this is I'm bullshit. Doing a big brain uh, basilisk, part. speed grapher, Trinity blood, speed grapher. There you go. I speed do remember speed grapher. Pumpkin, was... pumpkin scissors, Romeo X Juliet. Also, also we're forgetting um, Street Fighter <laughs> Two movie, which has a lot of Chun Li bathing, uh, a lot of nudity but, but, in that. But they're so uh, they're, they're, they were not exclusively based on being. This is a show about being a horny teenager and lusting after a gal. No, but, but the horniness was a different type. It's more adult. Did you know that? Did you know that Van that uh, Vandred was Gonzo's second show ever? I like Vandred. It's kind of <laughs> underrated. As <laughs> sorry, I'm just reading through Gonzo's shows now. <laughs> I feel like yeah, yeah Vandred is based definitely one of those. That's like it's a name that I've heard. Like almost all like mid two thousands anime. It's like oh yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of Gunslinger it's, it, Girls. It's, I've it's heard the, of Speed Grapher. <laughs> Stop telling people about my list, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> No, like a no, no. Vandred is just is just the poor man's Martian successor Nordesco. But since Martian successor Nordesco is not that great, uh, Vandred is just as good. It's a very it's two very low quality shows. Yeah, I mean Speed Grapher, I don't remember being good, but it's well animated. It wasn't. I remember that. It was, but it was well animated. I tried to skim the plot, and I can't even understand. Like former war photographer joins this secret fetish club. Yeah, there's there you go. Fifteen year old. Like I think in some fuck? in some ways, Andy, <laughs> this this back, this backs up my point though, because like that back then, like if something looked good, that was enough to make you notice it on its own like nowadays you could there could be another show exactly like that out and it'd be buried under five layers of isekai and i just don't think like astonishingly good show is necessarily a standout show even like like in the time we've been doing this this cast i think like if there wasn't 
a show which looked amazing one season it like it would drag us all in like just the sheer talent of it would be enough magnetism just to get people who aren't necessarily into that genre to watch it because there wasn't anything else to watch the what that they weren't being served in that way now like every season there's at least one show which is a technical masterpiece i think like like i i'm not as hugely into it as as you this season, but like parts of Chainsaw Man's like moment to moment ambience, I think is absolutely masterful. And like I think like you wouldn't see that sort of ambient stuff done outside sort of more slice of lifey and slow paced things. And this is in an action show which is doing it. And like yeah, I mean, I I think Chainsaw Man is a tour de force of anime. <laughs> just to me, genuinely, I feel it just highlights everything that's great about anime. Uh, save I it for the next episode. I will. I'll save it because <laughs> for, Chainsaw, our, for our ending slash beginning of the year. Because Chainsaw Man is do. like it blows me away every episode. Genuinely, I'm um, genuinely glad <laughs> to the point where I'm almost tired of it. I'm like, okay, right now it's like I can all I, I can only handle so much. I can I can only rebuild my ego from the ground up so no, many times. Yeah, really, you win so much, you get tired of winning. I I gen- there's like we will talk about it, but genuinely. Some of the cuts between 2D and 3D animation are mind-blowing to the point where you can't even tell that it's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is an incredible anime, and I am just excited to talk about it. And I, think, I think that's a, a big thing now, is that like the, the tech, people are starting to finally figure out the technology. You yeah. can't, like at a glance, notice every random cut to CG. Like the mm-hmm. you know the, the people doing like you know marketplace walk cycles in the background are not just slapping you in the face. Like it's yeah. it's 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 a good time to make technically proficient anime for a fan. Like I don't know if it's really that great to be a person making it. And mm-hmm. from the number of like hospitalizations and delays and everything else that we've seen yeah. come up in the news, like I think that's more or less true <laughs> yeah but money money increases the scale not the quality of yeah the, of the the industry very very tragically I, I, yeah. like it increases I, I the did, stakes more than anything else <laughs> i do hope some of the the integration of 3d does help reduce the uh burden on key workers like i you will never fully replace but if things like oh what the hell dress up darling's using 3d and it was blended it so so well that i didn't realize it until just happened to see a, sh- a sh- shot for a second time it's, it's it's only people like us who like watch things multiple times who will pick up on these things because that shows like chainsaw man or dress up darling or are doing it that well they're just blending it in and and DIY Club too. Like DIY's yeah. got a fair yeah. bit of it. Bocce as well this season. Well, that's more obvious, yeah. I think. Well, Bocce's got this hyper reality that really helps 3D, I feel like. Mm. Yeah. But I also feel the other thing with Bocce that I really love is the mixed media. Yeah, that's that's the Yeah. That's I mean, that's the stuff that I really am like that yeah. that is next level. Like nobody's doing mixed media stuff apart from fucking pop team Yeah. On the, that, that, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that's almost Shaft's how I've gotten tired of it. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Honestly, I think like one of the things like used to sort of draw me to high profile adaptations. Now, obviously, I know Chainsaw Man is like the big one of this year and it is getting all the money behind it and it is getting the effects, etc. to to do that. But that always used to be the selling point. Oh, it's a big adaption. That means it's got money. That means it's going to look good. But lots of things look good these days. So if something's going to be an adaptation nowadays, I, I kind of want more from it. Like something like 
Boshi, which is like, okay, this is just a four-coma. Like, this is just like a, a, a little mm. gag show. And what and the way they figure out how to make it unique is, as, as you say, Andy, like mixed media, like they start doing things which only they <laughs> can do. That, as much as this, I am slightly doomed about the, the amount of stuff which is getting shoveled out. Like, maybe there is a little bit of, like, people maybe are just going out and go, okay, we have, my show has to stand out from this in some way. And they are doing stuff which is artistic and which is innovative because we're in a saturated market and the, that's the only way you can stand out. You can't stand out just by being a big name. You can't stand out just and just ride your, well, actually, no. I was going to say you can't just ride a big show in an adaptation, but hey, spy fam, hey. Hey there. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to say, yeah. Spy Family kind and of... getting another season trend. in a movie. Ugh. I mean, but, you know, Spy Family, when it gets going, is pretty good. Like, I am enjoying Spy Family, even though it is horrifically slow. Mm. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Monstrously, even. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, and it, it's a shame, but, it, I mean, it just goes to show that it can, can happen. Anyway. Uh, really quick. It's, it's dice time. First topic... Uh, is going to be Heavy Object. I watched Heavy Object back in like September. It is an anime about um, a world that's divided up between four powers where they all fight with these invincible uh, giant geometrical mecha called objects. And it follows two guys who have gained a reputation. What's that? Yeah, yeah, it's not great. I still wanted to talk about it. Like, if the problem with the problem with a faster production schedule uh, for these podcasts is that, like, I just like okay, I guess I won't talk about this this anime because it wasn't very good. But I think a very, I think there is a there is an extremely valuable critical function in reviewing mediocre stuff. And there's a lot of mediocre anime to to cut oh, yeah. your palate yeah, for yeah, mediocre yeah. So things much. on it. And yeah. so, like, heavy object, we're like, it's it's basically just a a like slightly etchy like normal guy versus the elites story about like he's learned how to like he gets a reputation for like being able to beat objects which the whole point of objects is they obsolete all other all other kinds of military forces only objects can beat objects and now this guy takes out one by like leading it to a fuel depot and doing a bunch of other stuff to make it overheat and expose its exhaust port which yeah 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 and they just do that for 20 like 26 episodes and it's it's really interesting but like once you do a few you get uh, of the arcs you kind of get the sense that like uh isn't that like a cute girl in the center of the heavy objects yeah, they, as well they're te- they're technically attached the one that's just this big orb that's just got like a fan of guns around the top of it um they like become attached to her both emotionally and militarily and they follow around helping her like win more and more impossible fights but the problem is like eventually you just start to see the hand of the author of like mm-hmm. oh how nice that this invincible object has a really like easy to find vulnerable spot when i talk about aldo zero more later um at least they stapled gundam politics on top of regular <laughs> guy beats super robots um because he has to but yeah heavy object was recommended it for like pretty good military fan like fan service i found it overly long mediocre the political situation is like where the world's perfectly divided between four kingdoms who are like the intelligence kingdom and the tradition kingdom and the science kingdom just that kind of like weird abstract politics that sometimes anime really likes like mm. oh we're the red kingdom 
Yeah, yeah. Like every now and then, like I, I hear about a show that I swear must have something to do with like a gacha game because the the classic <laughs> thing is just like we have these big themes and then we can like you know put out a a robot or something that's attached to a girl and we can dole it out every three weeks or so. And this kind of sounds like that plan. Like, is it is it is it like a shonen kind of like? like pacing and style or is it like more seinen but just it's weird? seinen it 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 purports to be like intellectual and serious and very a very logical a logic bro giant <laughs> robot anime where like you know you can know it, not even not quite to the extent of like traditional mysteries where like a good mystery you can guess what it's going to be before they tell you the solution but it is definitely like you can kind of guess like what the weaknesses of certain things are and they tell you and you're supposed to like go along and feel smart with the guy but no it's it was originally it, its original form is a is a 20 volume light novel series with the last the last book came out last october um that sounds that but... sounds like basically 86 was an attempt to do, do the same which it was like, oh, this is Mecca France versus uh, uh, X Mecca uh, Prussia, which is now robots and like, oh, and it's the same Legend of Galactic Heroes, and they always have a budget, and there's always uh, uh, someone out there who's a master strategist who's who will come up with the plan upon plans, and the only good ones are when you've mm-hmm. actually got some charisma behind them. And, uh, which Legend of the Galactic Heroes does do. Yeah, this this is this is unfortunately an un, an undistinguished production from JC staff. So like the definition of like undistinguished <laughs> light novel adaptation is unfortunately at work here. the The robots are cool. Like the fact that they're just like fucking huge like spheres or squares or pyramids. It's great. It's it's a different way to interface with like giant robot fighting. But it's still like they're invincible until like the smart guy figures out the weak point that no one thought of. I, I mean, as soon as anything goes to JC, you know you're. You are not so anti-JC what... staff. Yeah, it's they make a, shit. A treat. They make garbage anime that is just uh, ba- ba- bottom barrel. Like they, they I bet are... it would take me five minutes to find a JC staff oh, production maybe that you maybe actually love. One... In fact, we've actually done this on on. We've done in... this before. Yes, we have. <laughs> Andy has actually criticised JC staff, and and I think I, I'm not sure if it was Jeff or if it was, was I th- or John at the time was just like immediately. You like this show? They did that, and I'm just like oh, maybe, maybe. No, I mean, yeah, there's, there's Konosuba. There is. Well, yeah, the they, they did. They did Toradora. They did. I um, like Toradora. Well, that's your problem. With you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, fair, I they did. They did, X, they did XL Saga. Mm. Uh, I didn't like XL food. Saga. I don't like XL Wait, Saga. Like XL Saga. No, it's oh not very good. I not think very it's good. very good. But I thought. Did you do the first or second season? They did of the One second <laughs> season of One Punch Man. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they're 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 most known for like good co-productions. I think like their best work <laughs> is co-productions. They're most they're most known for making pretty schlocky like anime that just ticks boxes for a small fan community. I mean, occasionally they'll do something like Konosuba, but I don't think they're the main stuff behind Konosuba, are they? Uh, I think so. You're thinking of uh, of Studio Dean. They only worked on the movie, Jeff. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, mm. and the movie wasn't very good. So. Well, that's. I think that's the fault of the source material more than anything. I like. I mean, like, I liked the movie fine, Legend of Crimson. Although it was my experience of like going to a live, live, real life otaku event and being like, oh no. It was. I, I regret. I regret going to see that in the cinema. Um, <laughs> same. Same. Exactly. Yeah. People like cheer for shit, and I'm like, what are you doing? I didn't get any cheering. I just felt incredibly uncomfortable every time anything <laughs> remotely sexual came up. But 
Let's talk about my top three anime films of the year. Yeah, let's do that. So number three, because really I haven't watched many films. The Stranger by the Shore, which is a really sweet little uh, romance uh, based on a pretty famous uh, BL story based in like Okinawa about like an orphanage and then two people slowly falling in love. And it's very sweet. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Visuals are very nice. I think it's got a lot of like BL traditional trappings where there's like a guy who's, oh, he can't tell his feelings. He doesn't really want to tell anyone how he feels, but he really loves him. But he doesn't want to tell him because he's the one who turned him gay and he doesn't want to be the one to sort of, he's worried that he's also going to like repulse him. Uh, and it's sweet. It's lovely. Uh, it's very nicely animated. It It's all done in about an hour and change. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, number two, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. It's very beautifully animated. It's Jujutsu mm-hmm. Kaisen. Mm-hmm. I loved it a lot. Good number stuff. one is not technically an anime, but it's about anime. Anime Supremacy. Really enjoyed this movie. Uh, it's kind of blue blazes type thing where there mm-hmm. were two people making a production. Uh, one is a guy genius and the other one is sort of like a hardworking upcoming director. Uh, it's very good. It's very silly and i enjoyed it a lot it's um, got some very fun anime references that maybe not everyone wants and it has some good enjoyable behind the scenes production type anecdotes by everyone's addiction with stamp rallies which i thought was very fun and it's a it's a based on a clamp manga apparently yeah and uh there's clearly like even in like the anime sections that there are there's clearly like references to like a trigger anime um, and yeah, it's good. I really recommend it. A uh, JC staff anime. JC staff anime. So, uh, better animation than a JC staff. I I hate to be like the, the voice of meh, but I kind of found the Jujutsu Kaisen movie a bit like just a feature length episode of Jujutsu Kaisen, which is fine. Hey, but yeah, which you is know what the, you know what the the only good fighting anime is called. Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> uh, what you've just described is is actually, is true, um, and I I'm not hearing any complaints about that. I mean, you are now literally, but yeah. I mean, I, I watched that and then immediately rewatched Jujutsu Kaisen this year. So I yeah, I have zero complaints about more Jujutsu Kaisen. It's just like like a lot of times with these, it, it's kind of spoiled when I see like. Everyone's giving it five stars. Five stars as Jujutsu Kaisen zero. Now, I watch it and it's like that's a good solid three stars i'm not seeing where like this is not a movie this is this is a good episode this is not a movie i could watch this in two parts do you consider yourself the kind of person who uses the full rating scale because that's something that most people don't do like the the rating scale is between three and five stars and so you just three gets bumped up to five if you cut out the bottom and three means one (laughs) yeah i mean i i i didn't I mean, I was going to put Bell on the list, but I didn't think Bell was a good film. There were parts of Bell that I really liked a lot. But... There were parts, but I enjoyed all of Jujutsu Kaisen. I enjoyed all of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. And sure, it was a very long episode, but I enjoyed everything that the series was doing. And it's beautiful. Uh, let's go for another dice roll. Go ahead. Uh, number six. Um, all-purpose cultural cat girl Nuku Nuku, the TV show. Oh, again? No, not the OVA, Andy. The TV show that was made a couple years later. I thought that this look okay. This had a this has a bottom of the of the bargain basement animation. It is a very like hatchet job refit of the OVA plot to like kind of repetitive episode serialization, and it is. It is hilarious and funny. It is full of all the tropes that anime has taught you to recognize the different like delicious subtypes of. It's just. 
Um, so there's an anime, there's a my anime list review that calls this like one of the one of anime's greatest sleeper hits of the 90s. And I agree. I thought it was hilarious. Um, it's so disposable. It's so stupid. It's cheap. They were just pushing it out. Um, it's a type of anime that doesn't get made anymore to go back to like Duncan's talk about how things like look nice. It looks like shit. The animation's bad, but the writing's great as opposed to most shows that like look amazing. And then they have a whole season where Anya doesn't get another Stella or another bolt. Nothing actually advances (laughs) the plot. Uh, uh, Like, I don't know. I highly recommend it. I am known as a weirdo fan of the original OVA, but the TV show was, was great. I, I was yeah, wow. I, I was I started out being like, oh, this is shit, and then by like the end, I'm like, this is possibly the best anime I've watched all year. That's <laughs> not true because uh, Tatami, Tatami, uh, Time Machine Blues came out, and a couple others did too. But still, like, yeah. you don't get that disposable gag, that disposable like gag shown insane in crossover, just dumpster full yeah. of all the stuff you like, only slightly rotten. Highly recommended. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to to manga of the year then. No one else going anything else. <laughs> Uh, which is one that maybe Jeff can jump off of. Um, I haven't read a lot of manga this year, but these are the ones that I have that I really enjoyed. Um, I've got a joint tie for Five Place, Dandadan Dan oh, and God. Sakamoto Days. They're both functionally fine stories, but the action pieces are what really sets them apart. They're beautifully, beautifully drawn. Sakamoto Days starts off as a comedy routine about a guy who is a assassin and then uh, marries and then becomes fat and owns a convenience store. Uh, and it's quite funny. But it keeps going for a bit and then it becomes an action manga. And the action manga is really fucking good, filled with really cool, fun characters who uh, generally get assassinated and don't come back. And it's good. (laughs) Um, Number four, Tokyo Demon Bride Story, another Shonen Jump show. I like it. It's Mm. uh, about a guy, a hardworking guy, and then he gets like... This little weird uh, Oni gremlin who he confesses his love to when he's five <laughs> up a hill. And then she comes back on his 18th birthday and is like, I'm yours, baby. I love you. And then he's like, I don't know you, but I guess I'm forced to deal with you and fight spirits. It's sweet. Manaka, the demon, is really quite cute and quite endearing. You get what you get. You get to enjoy their relationship as they play off each other. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna chime in. I have also been reading this. I'm caught up, and I really enjoy the like. You know, it's it's got like the monster girl romance. You know, it's got mm-hmm. you know a bunch of siblings who got like triple had a coward, and they like like, <laughs> yeah. like like the first boy like his you know his his dad remarried, and then his dad died, and then his stepmom remarried, and then she died, and then the, you know this the double stepdad you know, disappeared. And so, yeah. you know, they have this like ridiculous, you know, they they somehow own this like three story, like Japanese mansion right in the heart of Tokyo, Tokyo. you know, right. You know, free. Is- and then, you know, they, and they start collecting, you know, monster girls who are all like really nicely like characterized. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not overly horny. The action is fun. No. The world building mm-hmm. is fine. Like mm-hmm. they do these like fun little, uh, like diegetic, like you know, you know, every now and then, you know, these kinds of mangas have to like sort of like explain like the you know the game mechanics of like what they're doing, and they have Madoka like she has like you know this this notebook full of like you know badly drawn explanations for what's going on, so she can like keep. Yeah the main boy sort of like abreast of like what the hell is going on. She's like, don't worry. Like I, I could do this. I, I have this much mana power, but like, you know, I've got these like techniques, you know, don't worry about it. I got this. This is cool. Don't, <laughs> this is what's going on. Don't freak uh, out. <laughs> yeah. I, I also really love like the, some of the jokes are genuinely very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, there's one bit where he, she, he has to find 
uh, his that his father's uh, like net message, which he puts on a cassette player, which then as he starts playing it back, gets destroyed. Uh, and he gets really upset because he's like, why Why didn't you just write it down? Why didn't you just tell me? Why did you have to record it on a cassette? No one does this anymore. Yeah. It's a very good joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Demon Dried Story, really good. Yep. Three, Ichinose's family's deadly sins. Uh, this is a story about a family called the Ichinose who all have amnesia. And so they all don't know who they are. And it starts off with a very funny like twist where they're all like well if we don't know who we are we could be anyone we might as well you know try and live our best life and be happy and then they go to their home after like a month of recovery in a hospital to find out that actually they they hate everybody and they're not the happy family that they want to wish they Mm. were they're actually a completely uh fallen apart horrible family full of pretty horrible things like bullying and and uh and self-hate and self-harm um, but so far, it's constantly interesting, and I like where it's going. Um, again, the mangaka's got form. Uh, number two, The Fable. Uh, this is a very weird sort of like mangaka. It's actually finished the first season, and it's now got two film adaptations, live action. It's about like a super killer assassin who is then forced to live a normal life in Osaka. It's funny. It's sweet. It. It has some pretty good action scenes. It's got some very interesting art style, which I don't like the fact that there's like one female character who constantly gets like abused. She constantly gets fridged. She's like got a got a sex pest after her. She's got a gang lord after her. And it's all just like, why why are they gotta do it all on this woman? There's there's also one strong woman who actually is like really cool and capable of fighting. And then there's a weird bit where one guy who's like a father figure to her insists that he kind of raped her until she stopped feeling things, which was very weird. And I was like, why did you even mention that? That's, that's strange. Um, but it's funny and it's good. And I enjoyed it. And it was also over in about a hundred and something chapters. Uh, the second season has started and it's in COVID, which is also pretty interesting. Mm. Um, but number one, has to be Akane Banashi, um, hands down the best manga that I'm reading and the one that I'm constantly excited for to see where they go next. Uh, I know, Jeff, you're a big fan. I am, yeah. That is another just very solid, you know, good manga. Like, it's it's one of those things, like, it's, it's, you can't clown on it. It's just great and solid and intelligent. Like, I haven't read all of it. I've... I, I like where it is. Like for some reason, like I only can get into like rock ago, like centric shows. Unless, <laughs> if, you know, if they're stupid, like, you know, the JC yeah. staff banger, Joshi Raku, um, yeah. watch that this year. And I liked it. <laughs> I like it. Cause yeah, it's about, um, a girl, um, whose father is banished from rock ago yeah. by this guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, and he is, she is then, destined to set things right and joins and enters the world of Rakugo, which in this world, because of this event where he fires a bunch of Rakugo, Rakugoa, which never happens. Rakugo is now in a height of popularity and is faced like a boon in Japan. Um, and she has to compete. And I really like it for a number of reasons. First, it's again, a thing that I think we all enjoy, which is, a very specific sport, uh, especially to Japan, yeah. where they really nail down and they really go into specifics about 
what makes a good Rakugoa, how performances change, how people's change to stories which are told multiple, multiple times. And even in like to you, you might know it. There's a really, really good arc about the Jugemu, um, which talking about Joshi Raku, that's the ending song, mm-hmm. um, like which goes through like how that name came about, how to you know in, get people interested in a story that everybody's heard multiple times. Uh, and it really, really works. And then on top of that, you've just got like shonen trope trappings yeah. that I feel it it turns and oh and twists and makes it really interesting. So I've got a, a question for you, Andy. Which of those those manga would you least like to see made into an anime? Which one do you think would be ruined by being made into an anime? Which is unique? <laughs> which one has something about how it is drawn or its pacing with its panels, which is unique to the format and would be ruined by someone attempting to adapt it? I reckon, again, the way that Akane Banashi talks about Rakugo and talks about how Rakugoa speak and, and give their performance... I feel would be very hard to animate because it's not the animation that's important here. I, people can do beautiful animation and Akane Banashi has a beautiful art style as well, where it's got a traditional art style and then mm-hmm. it goes into a more ukiyo-e sort of style when mm. she's telling a story. And it's a beautiful blend of both, mm-hmm. which I reckon the animation could do well, but what I reckon it can't do well is the voice acting. Yeah. The VA requires a true Rakugoa skills, which they are, which voice actors just aren't and doesn't yeah, marry well that. to yeah. the animation yeah. style. Yeah, um, yeah, it would it would need to be like uh like a VA tour de force for it to be properly. Yeah. Well, they they'll need to, or or just hire true Rakugoa. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how they do it. I and, feel it's going to get an anime. It's going to get an anime adaption, but yeah, who who knows how it goes? <laughs> Though I do, I, I also appreciate the fact that you have sort of like shonen villain esque like other rival Rakugo, but it's mm. closer to something like March comes in like a lion where, you know, you have different characters that somewhat embody, you know, different aspects of Shogi and you have people, you know, they're, they're almost like, you know, demigods on earth expressions of that type of Shogi, but yeah. they yeah. are so somewhat you know grounded in reality versus something like Hanabato where you have like, you know, you just have like one piece villains who happen to play high school badminton. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel that, I don't know, like there's so much I love about uh, Akane Banashi. I can't even begin to start, but like, but like where they, where she is now, she realizes that she's truly amateurish. Like she's on an amateur level, even though, the four stories that she knows, she she can tell at a professional degree. She's now finding out that actually she needs to go away and learn about other stories that is told and yeah. where that goes. The 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 like she makes one decision late on, which then comes to really bite her in the ass, and it's amazing because it's such a cathartic part of the like the manga. It was so cathartic when that happened. And then for it to come back and bite her to the point where she just she regrets ever doing it, I thought was something quite special. Um, yeah, this this season we've had um, uh, my master has no tail, which 
given that it's um, uh, Rakugo and it's um, I almost said Tatami, which is because <laughs> <laughs> it's Tanuki, yeah, which, which is obviously like two of my favourite things, but it just didn't sell the performances at all. Unlike something like no. uh, Showa Genraku Rakugo Shinji, which was just like mm-hmm. an absolute one of the best anime of its its time like it's just a genuine classic and like it's you don't know what you're going to get until those people are cast and they have to hit it completely out of the the stadium for it to stand a chance yeah it's it's um it's a shame i i did watch the first chat the episode of that an- anime and didn't like it yep anyway roll ben roll while I'm rolling, I want to tell you, Andy, I remember how we disabled you last time when you talked about uh, JC staff. Do you hate Azumanga? Do you hate Azumanga Dayo? I never really watched it. I like the manga. <laughs> Fucking kids. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? We're like the same age, man. We're, we're literally not, but that's fine. Are we not? <laughs> oh, actually, wow. I, I actually came up to Tatami Time Machine Blues. I don't, I didn't manipulate it at all. I promise. Okay. Okay. Uh, who here has watched Tatami Time Machine Blues? Yeah, I watched it. I have not. It's 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 available on Disney Plus now. I haven't actually watched it yet. I mean, I so it was funny to read a review of that on Anime News Network where they said like, oh, it's just it's not as good as Tatami Galaxy because it's one story told linearly over time as opposed to a series of like. I don't know, anthology treatments of different lives this guy could have had that were are stitched together in the finale. I love Tatami uh, Time Machine Blues. I think it has a wonderful perspective of whether you think that fate exists, whether you think it's only chance, like it's nice to see the protagonist headed towards like his happy ending and that like however we however much agency we give ourselves in our lives, however much we acknowledge that our choices have a substantive effect on reality or what we've done has been set in stone and has already predetermined the outcome. The rare example of a show that I think doesn't take any either side on that question of like, are we ruled by by destiny or are we ruled by chance? It just says like, either way you look at it, here's a story that we're telling. And it's a different story based on whether you think that going back, you can go back in time and change your decisions or um, that everything will work out all right, no matter whether you choose to interfere with the past or not. And I don't know. I I didn't like that the that this bonus six episode is just like a like B grade revisit of Tatami Galaxy. But I don't know. I liked sticking around with the characters. Uh, I liked. I, I liked. liked Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I was just gonna say I like I like the characters. I like spending time with yeah. them. I think it's nice mm-hmm. to spend more than one episode with a certain configuration. We kind of learn who the characters are better. We learn like the incredibly. Uh, think the way the big chin guy like his like extremely sad weird life is like a 25 year old college student who uh, when they talk with someone for the future like oh he's still there and it's like 25 years later he's still there like oh yeah he's a fixture yeah, yeah, yeah. the sensei uh, <laughs> that's something you don't get in the actual show because like mm. you hit they hit the reset button so much and that's a great part of Tatami Galaxy and so it's nice to see the same discursive style if not the same you know cast and crew well on these questions but you were going to say Andy you're going to come to the defense of the the bonus episode I, I would say I would say to the fence because it, it's nice because it it feels like it actually ties into the original series it gives it it gives it a hook that it, that's fair it, I, admittedly it didn't need to have but it gave it a hook that I felt tied into it very nice the thing I didn't like about Tatami Time uh, Blues is just the fact that it was cut up into episodes I just felt yeah it didn't need to happen. I mean, we we encountered this very early with a uh, time of Eve that there that was that is a uh, something that was released kind of 
more mm. or less simultaneously as a movie and an OVA. And like, it's funny when you watch something like that and it's not great to be watching a movie and to like feel the commercial breaks or the episode breaks coming up. And it's not fun uh, to watch a show and be like, oh, there's no rising and falling action. Although a lot of TV these days, like especially American TV, is like basically one 10 hour movie cut up into 10 installments. But um, yeah. I do agree that it, I think it would have been a better experience as a movie, but that's that's not how I got a hold of it. Maybe if I can oh. buy a Blu-ray, it'll be presented in a in, in the cinematic format, which I hope is doesn't involve any cut scenes because I don't think there was any part of the show that would have benefited from being cut. So, yeah, yeah. and I I do agree with you as well. Like the like going back, it felt like going back and meeting old friends, and especially like the rewatch uh, really sort of. It made me change some relationship views and some views in the characters, especially like Ozu. Like my opinion of him was he was a bit of a jerk, but now I view him as actually just like a close friend who's close enough to just be able to dick around with the main protagonist, uh, Watashi, that I thought was actually really sweet and endearing. Uh, And I felt that that continued in Time Machine Blues. Um, It was good that even though it's a different director, I felt it still managed to nail the aesthetic stylings and then also just like the timings, the comic timings, the little things that made that anime, like that made it really good. Yeah. And the stuff where he just hides in his closet for a week, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was really good. Like, it's, oh, it's 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 such that character to a T too that he's like, well, I couldn't come out; it would have messed up. It it it's the same sort of like bizarre <laughs> self punishment that he that he always inflicts on himself. I do want to point out, Andy, you're right that it it does have a similar feel, and I just looked really quick about how much younger uh, Shingo Natsume is than Masaki Wasa, and Roughly the time difference between Tatami Galaxy and Tatami Time Machine Blues is the year difference between these two directors. So oh, it's, a, it's a director in, in, in the same part of his life of like, he's in his early 40s when he's making this. And I think it's, a, it's pretty cool that like, you're, you're right, it feels refreshing. The characters are sl- subtly redesigned. Um, mm. There's a lot more detail to their to their designs. I like that we get to spend, we to get to watch Akashi be, a, be this like badass director and also have vulnerability yeah. and also like, get asked out by the protagonist spoilers sorry if so but you knew it was coming eventually uh i hope so <laughs> yeah i i feel um, that i feel that the fun thing is about that anime when you hear it's a time machine blues you instantly know it's a time like obviously time travel is going to happen and i feel that there's a lot of stuff that happens for the time travel that you predict and then it comes like it comes true like you know you predict that someone's going to interact with themselves and that happens in a very enjoyable way you predict (laughs) that there's going to be like a close shave you predict that they're gonna like all these things that you know happen trope wise in a time machine setting it then does but in a very enjoyable way so yeah one interesting thing is that we have already seen um what natsumi shingo can do as directing an episode of tatami galaxy because he directed episode six of tatami galaxy uh which is the english english conversation club um (laughs) which is which is one i enjoyed a a lot and it's kind of nice that like he he can be like a junior member of staff given a chance and it's quite early in his career then when it comes back around he's he's ready to step forward and do the whole thing and it uh, like as Andy said, it was really nice to revisit it. it. It felt like someone who was bringing a new perspective on it, but also n- knew this place, knew this location, yeah. knew this yeah. 
knew this cast and was comfortable with them from Asian Kung Fu generation kicking in as as the series kicks off and the camera goes through those tatami rooms in the OP as yeah. as ever it wouldn't be the th- it it's would- so nostalgic you're just you're just right back in in 2010 with Asian Kung Fu generation and like you know solarized pictures of a of a really dismally bad flop house that everyone's yeah. staying in <laughs> Yeah, it's of of shows that Disney Plus pick up. You've got like this and Bleach. What what's are they actually gonna do uh, next? What random are they gonna pick up another huge big budget show? Like uh, the ultimate tr- uh, troll is like people think uh, thought that oh there's a there's a tight someone's uh, done a from Studio Ghibli has put a drawing of a, a Yoda is does that mean there's going to be a Studio Ghibli yeah. a, a Disney oh. Plus uh, crossover and it turns out yes but it's it's one minute or two minutes long and I, I just love that there was all this speculation everyone getting so hyped up. Okay, we're done. Yay. I mean, I think, I think people just forget how like how like corporate synergy works in Japan. It works different than here. And like, yeah, like a single crossover gets this kind of for a commercial gets this kind of trumpeting. It's not going to be a, an hour. They're not going to announce an hour long special with like tweeting a picture. There's much more corporate synergy going on than that. I mean, it it, it was a good minute. To be fair, <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that minute. <laughs> okay, break time. Then we come back, gonna turn up the heat. And we're back. We are gonna start off with a bonus double roll as Ben will talk without interruption for two for uh, two separate topics. Oh great. First up is Gunslinger Girl. Um so I discovered a YouTube channel covering anime that I like because the person has good taste and good presentation and their voice doesn't make me want to dig out Mm -hmm. my ears and Mm -hmm. then my eyes while I'm inside there. Uh, Just, you know, while (laughs) while I'm at it. Um, But but no, uh, we'll link her in in the show notes. But uh, Hazel uh, was talking about uh, had a wonderful video over two hours on Elfin Lead, one of Duncan's perennial favorites to to pick his own brain about. Um, and I enjoyed how she also talked about Gunslinger Girl, which is this celebrated show um, from the early 2000s about little girls in Italy, contemporary Italy, who are turned into cyborgs after serious accidents and paired with fatherly handlers called uh, Fratello Brothers uh, to... Well, apparently, according to the plot, not do a lot and constantly have their funding threatened to be cut. But uh, in theories, like stop terrorist activities, which in my experience never causes your funding to threaten to be cut. Uh, but but um, I don't this know, was that, a that very... was that was the liquorous recoil uh, bet as well. So... Like, uh, if you don't stop these terrorist attacks, we're going to cut your funding. Why? Like, uh, if there are really terrorists, like, why? No. They're better, they're better funding. <laughs> Better people get, to fund for the. This terrorism. is how people get tricked into supporting, uh, <laughs> getting supporting <laughs> cops. Uh, anyway, uh, so Gunslinger Girl is genuinely an example, and I suspect this is the case for Elf and Lead too. I waited too long to watch it. If I watched it back when it came out, the animation, the tone, and the setting would have all really been affecting to me. But now, when I watch it, 
The art is this drab, early digi paint. They're trying to be realistic, which means everything is grays and browns and beiges. Um, the action isn't appreciably different from any other cute girls doing dangerous things like girls in Panzer or Upate or even fucking Keijo. And it's central theme of like, isn't it fucked up that we treat women as objects? And doesn't that cause us to expose little girls to really like disturbing and inappropriate things that cause them deep trauma that shapes the way that they interact with the world for the rest of their sometimes because of the violence in our society regrettably short lives like it just feels overplayed and obvious and it's just kind of a bummer i found it a really it was so depressing i found it a real slog to watch um there are some cool things like the extremely like accurate contemporary rome setting is is hilarious of just like it's an anti-terrorism unit in rome dealing with a some northern separatists but yeah i remember that you had said that you watched it duncan and you found the uh the like older brother little sister dynamic of the the cyborgs and their handlers disturbing Mm. and i it made me more pay more attention to that but it is just kind of a it's kind of like yeah yeah, like grown men treat little girls really weird. And if we gave them invincible carbon fiber bodies, it like the relationship would probably get even even weir- even weirder, one would think. It's one of those shows, like, as you say, is at the early DigiPaint era. And I think a lot of those shows have aged badly vi- visually. Like, they, it's... Yeah, yeah, agreed. And uh, you mentioned Elf and, L- and Lied, which is a show which I honestly think people remember its its intro and think it's a good-looking show, and it is, in fact, a very badly animated show at times. Like, very <laughs> badly animated show at times. Like, I, I, I did a rewatch, like, two, I think it was either two or three years back, and I was just, like, shocked at, at how badly it, it came out. And I think my memories of Gunslinger Girl is is that it was kind of more even. Like, it was never a, a badly animated show. It was always very competent. Like, never truly off-model and bad, but just a bit generic. Yeah, uh, I, I do think that it it's one of those examples... Um, we've apparently never talked about Elfin, Elfin Lead for enough time to, to enter into the, the show notes. That's surprising. Um, I feel like it's <laughs> hanging in the back of everyone's mind all the time. What I've if naked girls it. had tentacles? Naked little girls had tentacles that would hurt you. Um, but, but yeah, it's 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 a good example. Uh, Gunslinger Girl is of it uses uh, its its manga background to provide a much more confident pacing as opposed to I think the common thing that we've been complaining about, especially like the past couple years of just like manga as storyboards, which often can result in this very weird pacing. Um, like how, like how, uh, spy fam is, uh, where, where it's just like, oh, who knows how long this arc is going to take? Is it going to take two episodes, even though it's barely enough for one half episode, because that's all the panels they had to adapt. But no, Gunslinger Girl has a very clear plot building up to like one of the first big emotional beats. And then apparently the second, second season, which I will, I will try to watch someday, uh, maybe four or five years down the road. Um, I don't want to leave it unfinished, but it has a, a <laughs> substantial drop in art. But I think the pace apparently picks up and it gets just like brutally bleak because Gunslinger Girl is fundamentally about this girl who's just systemically, systematically denied love by her handler because he thinks of her as an object and she eventually kills him. Spoilers for an extremely old show. Um, but yeah, and it's just like bleak because everyone's just like, but they're just robots. Like, why would they kill us? And it's like, no, they're little girls inside the robots. And that's supposed to be like... Like, like 
blowing your mind. They're girls and robots. They're girls and Panzer, believe it or not. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it puts you in a weird place because then like when you get into when you're this deep in anime and you talk with people about shit um, and they'll bring up these these shows that really affected them that they watched when they were 14 years old. And if you want to keep talking to this person about anime, which sometimes I don't want to be, but sometimes I do. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, Gunslinger Girl. I didn't like it. I thought it was it was it was it was drab and tedious. And like what I usually do is I usually retreat to the historian's like position of cowardice. of like, oh, yes, it's very historically important to the genre. <laughs> uh, and then you haven't complimented it at all, but people think you have. And, and then you can like say, I actually need to get another drink. Uh, I'll see you later. Um, we need to talk to a few more people at this party. Yeah. Um, but yes, we should talk more about, uh, I don't know, Yu Yu Hakusho. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, second role real quick. Um, Gunslinger Girl, uh, 7 out of 10. Uh, rent, not buy. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting, though, that you mentioned that it's sort of like you would have probably liked it at the time. Because there was other anime that we watched that I really didn't like. Which feels like it's kind of similar to Elfin Lake. You know the one where like she turns into a robot. Some shit. And there's all this. Oh my god! Wires. And you've described like a hundred anime series. She turns into a oh, robot. It Mahromatic? was really boring. No, no, it was really boring. I really hated it. And oh, uh, which owner Robin? No. This is an embarrassing moment for four podcasts. <laughs> wait, no, wait, no, no, wait. Andy, are you talking about Lane? If you say the same vibes, I'm going to delete your channel it's on this. Lane. There what? you go. Serious oh, experiment on Lane. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's trash. I didn't like it. You're trash, Andy. Was... This is ridiculous. I said opinion. We now have it, officially it was... only have three hosts. <laughs> <laughs> no, at all. I didn't like it when I watched What's it. What's that? I, 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 I don't hear something. We have, we have a... exiled anime correspondent Andy <laughs> calling in from Siberia. Wow. How you don't like Lane. How... How, what? You know I don't like Lane. I said I didn't like Lane on the episode. I, I know, I know, but it's because you have terrible taste. It's it's, it's such a depressing. I just have a different taste than you. I just didn't want. You don't it seem to I understand. A shame. Oh, you, you have to go for that then. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Okay, now we're down to two hosts. Just <laughs> so, Jen. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna roll my way back onto this channel. And yeah. it's eight. Wonderful. Um, because uh, Gunslinger was bum bumming me out so freaking much, I started a rewatch of Orange. Host, high school host club and that's a good fucking show it um, is good it is it probably is the best reverse harem ever made it's got it's got <laughs> okay. surprisingly modern ideas about gender although the funimation uh funimation uh dub and yeah. translation uses an anti-trans slur that lands really really badly these days Yeesh. but yeah it's got a lot it's got a lot of money thrown at it for a 2006 bones production helmed by a director with no distinction before or mm. after it's 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 funny it's tight they have like surreal episodes it's a great example of too core allows you to have fun but without slowing down the pace unlike again spy family i'm just gonna keep going after i don't know what's wrong with me um <laughs> but yes uh speaking of a show that has not been passed by by history or in high school host club um mm. Haruhi is is life goals whether you identify as a, a man or a woman um all the characters are great summations of tropes the, the 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 pouting ojo sama the like ice cold guy the little kid the like cool traditional japanese male and the two like prankster prankster boy twins it's great wonderful uh, wonderful comedy the girl they have a they have a oh ho ho girl that rises from the floor through a powerful motor whenever it yeah. comes time for her to come in and be an otaku which is the funniest shit 
my god i laugh every I, time like it just it's cuts the same shot of like a motor sparking to life and there's a caption that says powerful motor and then she rises up spinning around oh it's yeah. oh. i i remember absolutely hating that character when i first watched it but i imagine if i rewatched it i'd actually come to love her well yeah uh. it's a it's a it's a joke for the otaku and it, when you watch this you presumably weren't like a just like five layers of irony deep nerd who's just like oh man she's gonna explain the different eras of boy love throughout the 80s and 90s and how this is the wonderful culmination of that you're still making a grimace andy it makes me sad no no not at all i i completely agree like she was great like i it was just when she first came out it was the first time i'd seen the joe salmon such an obnoxious of jo- a joe salmon oh god she's got such an annoying voice it's so uh, high and shrill oh yeah oh <laughs> uh, it's um, it is quite unbearable um but <laughs> that's I, the point I, yeah it is the point and it nails it well but yeah i just it was just like uh there's a lot when I was when we first... got when we got rid of our spotlight anime, um, I regretted it. But I do think that the the big problem with spotlight anime is we could never have like Oren Host Club as a spotlight. That's that's the flaw is that we just don't have it in our lives. Maybe we do now, but um, but with a, a monthly shows, but with um, biweekly shows, like you just can't binge twenty six episodes of an anime and not come out hating it unless it's just absolutely amazing. And I didn't want to put put any like two core show through that, so. <laughs> Yeah. As our formats changed over the years, so have we. <laughs> anyway, Andy, you watched One Piece Red and it made you see One Piece Red. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, not that anything matters, because apparently my opinion is trash. So You don't like Seal Experiments Lane? I don't know what to tell you, Andy. They had a CD game where you just browse through files. How awesome and experimental is that? Uh, I mean, wasn't that her story, but it seems like her story did it better. Well, good. Yeah, it did it like a decade later, <laughs> too. <laughs> it's almost I like mean, her story was game. referring back to it, something which had happened <laughs> previously. I don't know if her story even fucking knew about that game. I, found I don't think anybody knew about that game. I think somebody found it in like, you know, a hard drive somewhere and was like, I'm going to I'm going to make this so that other people can see it. And cause I remember there was like there was like a, like a like a like a two day sort of like flurry of excitement that somebody had like found and released this game but <laughs> guess what hazel has a video on it we'll put it in the show notes. we'll get her on here by relentless re- relentless promotion of her <laughs> yeah. by, by by four strange men i mean it also sounds a bit like a christine love game so yeah guess who else likes christine love duncan I... <laughs> intersection of, of, of uh tastes there uh, look i'm very grateful that you will force me to watch serial experiments lane but i didn't like any mm-hmm. of it um well, That's... the broccoli was good for you, Andy. So I don't feel bad at all, and I won't. I won't hear your kvetching about. I just say, well, you're going to hear me complain soon because I watched uh, One Piece film Red, and um, <laughs> despite the um, incredible popularity that it's got, it's done really fucking well. Like the reason why I was really surprised was because it it was the fifth. Uh, it hit fifth in the UK box office, and it, for a day it overtook Black Adam. Um, in box office sales so it's done incredibly well i will say this hasn't been the best of years for cinema business so that's not necessarily the, yeah. as the achievement it would have been in past years but nevertheless um it is a film which uh has is about uh the beloved one piece family of straw hat crew who go to a concert by a character called uta who is shanks's daughter and then it turns out that when that she has a power where when she sings, she transports you into a different universe. Uh, 
And then she um, wants to basically kill herself in order to trap everyone into this other universe. And, and that's the sort of the big story. I really hated it. I, I found, <laughs> uh, like, the, it is annoying. Cause, I mean, the One Piece anime is is kind of weirdly slow and, and oddly paced right now. It's It's been doing that for the last three or four years, and I, I really don't like it, uh, purely so that it, it can not have any filler uh, on an arc that is already now concluded and is pretty good. They could probably speed it up. It's a, it's just a bit of a mess. Like my review is right now. Own that mess. Um, Make it glorious. <laughs> Own that mess. Yeah. So, like as I said, the anime starts. They're at a concert. There is a song, and you're like, okay, fine. There's a song. The song is fine. I'm not a big fan of Ado's sort of song, um, songs anyway. I feel they're a bit tunabio cringy for me. They're kind of like, oh, I'm really cute, but I've also got a dark side. Tee hee hee. Isn't that, isn't that fun? And then it's like expressed musically by a tonal shift usually in the chorus where it then reveals a dark side to her songs and it it works for some people it doesn't work for me then straight away after the concert the first song ends fucking luffy jumps onto the stage and is like hey you're my you're shanks's daughter (laughs) and it's like okay so this is not like a concert whatsoever this is just an absolute. You can jump up on stage. You just just anyone can jump up on stage, and then and then random pirates come up on stage, and he's like, oh, "I'm going to capture you," and you're like, "What? What do you mean you're going to capture her?" She's like, "Where's the fucking security?" Anyway, the whole story revolves around the fact that this character Uta has trapped everyone into a dream world, uh, and she eats mushrooms that is going to keep her awake. Uh, up to the point where she dies and then she's going to trap everyone into a perfect idealized dream world where she doesn't and nobody has to leave it is like painfully obvious from the offset that like this weird utopia that she starts pimping about is weird and then it turns out that she's the enemy and then shanks comes in who as a character is much beloved for me like that was the main draw of the show because in one piece shanks is never in it he's like one of if not the most important character apart from Luffy. Uh, he is the reason why Luffy went set off in his adventure. He is an incredibly important character in the lore. And then they wheel him out and do fucking nothing with him to the point where it's incredibly depressing. And I'm just like, so why, why, is, why is he even involved? Apart from Shanks, the, the fucking ramshackle cast of side characters makes no sense too. To the point where, like, even Mids, who has read most of it, had to be like, "Who's that character?" And I was like, "Oh, that's that's Blueno. He he can he can use doors <laughs> to in space to teleport. He never really is in it much, and then he is never in it since, and he's now in it back. And I'm like, why is he there? It's a movie. It's a movie, uh, Andy. That's the rules for shown in movies. Um, the 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 mix of movie and film, like, it's a musical essentially. Um, but the the integration of the music is so ham-fisted it made me cry and it made me groan every time the music came on (sighs) animation was nice but there was a big fight scene which was totally undeserved and didn't have any semblance in space or time or just didn't make fucking sense and I really didn't like it Um, and ultimately I just came out being like that was not good Uh, Can I ask you a question? The A&N review um, when it dares to feel negative about this movie movie it compares it to the level of fatigue the reviewer felt while watching stampede did you like stampede 
I never watched it, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, they um, felt that a lot of what the flaws of Red were were presaged by One Piece Stampede, uh, that movie. So oh, maybe, right. maybe you yeah. should stay away from it. Not Trigun Stampede coming next winter. It's gonna, that's what I thought you were talking about. It's gonna it's gonna make it's gonna make me go into a deep and incurable depression because I love Trigun as my first ever anime. <laughs> I guess my first ever anime that I knew was an anime as opposed to coming home from school early and watching yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon. get threatened to shit to get sent into the Shadow Realm or whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, this was a bit of a shit, and shit review. I did a very a better review uh, on the Mark Kermode podcast, which we'll link. Him. Don't worry, we'll link it. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was it was a bad movie, and I was really upset. I'm happy that it did so well, but I was really upset by the actual content. I just didn't enjoy any of it. I, um, I understand very much the position of happy for the franchise, but unhappy for me having to have watched it. Like that's yeah. where I am with so many media properties these and, days. And then, I'm like, also, I, I like, I was so excited. I got other people, I got friends coming over. Like, I was like, should we, we should go watch it together. I was really excited for it. And then it came out and I was like, ah, oh. Is, do you think that's what happened with with everyone? Uh, like a lot of people who thought, oh yeah, this will be a really joyous, happy, silly film, and we, it, won't, it won't be heavily taxing. It will just be fun, and we can just enjoy it and have a laugh about the good bits. And they, if they're a newbie, they won't be turned off because it won't be law heavy. And instead, it's just a, a convoluted mess, and they they get nothing out of it. I don't like. I think that for a newbie, it is messy. Like it's confusing. I, I have, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know, mate. Because like, I've had, I have spoken to other people who weren't there when we watched mm. it, and they quite liked it. Okay. Um, if you're new, this is not the movie to watch because it makes no sense for any stretch of the imagination. Mm. If you're a newbie, all of a sudden a fucking cyborg, a talking raccoon, a stretchy arm man, and like a skeleton just have all mates and just start walking about. And it's just like, you just accept it as weird anime or you just totally switch off. I, I don't know how you can explain one piece like simply to a newbie. And then on top of that, you have characters that are so intrinsic and important to the one piece lore and canon to come in and then have very little yeah. like relevance and importance to the actual storyline. Oh, it just mm, it just wasn't good. Mm. It just upset me on so many levels. <laughs> Things like um, Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen have shown, like, even if I do damn it with paint, faint praise by saying, yeah, it just seemed like a long, long episode. Those are very coherent long episodes. Like, it, it does mm. just have... It, it goes, okay, this is the story we want to tell. We're not going to throw too many powers and stuff at you. We're going to limit the cast, keep it to a, a couple of things, just keep it focused and that seems like yeah. the the special source like you, you keep a small cast like uh, and you just make sure you get those heroic moments out of them and that, that looks amazing on screen and that that those moments i think feel earned both to the the viewer who's new and the the viewer who's been along for the ride for the whole series like that's a very difficult uh thing to yeah, do vanishingly thin line to walk yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i feel that i feel that this is this is the thing with mugen train and this is why i think it one of the reasons why it did so well is because it is friendly to beginners to newbies because you don't know anything about this character but what you actually get is you get a really beautiful scene in the middle um where he's realizing he is in like a like a weird alternate universe where all his family are fine and then he realizes he has to kill himself in order to get out and back to the real universe before he gets attacked by the actual monster who's threatening him and then there's this incredible scene where he's like really grueling and actually quite heart disheartening where he has to just kill himself 
over and over and over again and just sees his family that he's loved die over and over again and to abandon. And it's it's really heartbreaking. And then there's just an amazing switch where he just like he thinks he's about he's in this in this like in the in the in the other world again, but he's not. And the just the the monster just holds back to try and get him to kill himself again yeah. in the real world this time. And it was such a yeah, clever it's bit. just the combination of just <laughs> raw emotional impact and uh, clever fighting. Like that's exactly yeah. what you want out of a good and, action film. And and then like as as the as Mugen Train goes, because you then go, Oh, that was really good. I know this character's backstory and I'm interested to see how he gets to the train. So you then watch the first season and then you're like, <laughs> that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why I feel that that Mugen train is still the most popular, like Japanese film of all time. Um, One piece film red is the ninth most popular movie. <laughs> Hope it stays there. It doesn't go any higher. <laughs> no, I, it's, I don't understand why people would, like One Piece Red, but you know, who am I to say? It's done very well. People do genuinely love it. And as a proof, like Ado is now doing a tour as Uta uh, around um. Japan, which I think is wild. <laughs> but again, I can't stress enough how the music just doesn't, I don't like the music, which I think is another big part. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because there, there's such like an engine for like good sounding or just like passable sounding pop music in, in yeah. Japan, especially. And it's wild that I, did someone in the production really love these like crappy draft songs they'd made or did they just like bet on the wrong horse in terms of an idol? Like, like it's so wild that that was I mean, like bad music I, for a musical movie <laughs> anime. I think that, I think that adult though, like if you listen to her, like her previous big hit, um, it is very in keeping with Uta's sort of like cute, but then she's got a dark side type character personality. Um, so as a choice, I thought it was good. Like it, it makes sense to choose that voice because she can do the like dime switch, like Yan to Dede like thing yeah. very well. It just doesn't gel with me at all. And I just don't like it. Also, I think Oda is a big fan of hers as well, which, you know, doesn't help. Ready for a dice roll? Yeah, go man. Do it. Andy rated it five out of 10. <laughs> don't watch. I, I, I rated it like a four. I mean, it's not even in the, I had to, wasn't even watch all of one piece first then decide if you want to watch it that's andy's advice but read all of one piece don't watch it read it <laughs> all right we rolled for uh mal mal yusha um this is one of john's favorite rest in peace um about mm. a hero who makes it all the way to the demon king and fight the demon queen is a demon king is a demon queen big titty zombie lady <laughs> or not zombie demon yeah. lady um and they decide to improve the economic condition of the border regions between their two kingdoms and cause a economic revolution that leads to a social and political revolution mm -hmm. i liked it fun premise likable characters extremely cute and funny um demon queen lady um but it is it is the an perfect anime example of an adaptation that is 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag it does not have the time to to cover all of its best points and it even ends on the adventure continues yeah. sort of ending um mm. i can see why john liked it i also liked how creative it was even if my medieval historian training means I know that like the amount of salt they transport they transported to the south to make an ice bridge um, would have collapsed the economy of even <laughs> multiple medieval kingdoms at the height of their strength. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know. I was glad I watched it. I needed to cool down from Ald Noah Zero, which was so cruel and mean, and I just needed like you know 
a hero and a demon queen falling in love, and they gave me that and a bunch of weird economic stuff that wasn't quite as tight as a uh, as a uh, spice and wolf, but it was still yeah. fun. It was just basically filling a spice and wolf hole in your heart until we get yeah. the finale sometime next year, I think. Now, yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> There's so much anime to watch. How do I have all this time? I need to <laughs> need to break off more long-standing commitments so I can have more time to watch anime series that they keep coming back to capture my aging millennial money maybe maybe it'll be disappointing and you won't worry about it oh yeah. that's even worse duncan that's what trigon <laughs> stampede's gonna be yeah, correct <laughs> uh anyone else have any other things they want to cover or should i just go through my last two as well uh go through your last two I've, yeah. I've got my anime i've got my anime of the year list um and then yeah you can well before before i roll jeff what was your favorite anime this year my favorite anime this year, um, it's, this is no wrong I, answers. Besides well, saying pa- you don't like I, 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 unless yeah, apparently there are wrong answers. Jesus, <laughs> because like I mean, like, there's a lot of big shows on there. You know, it my my most like I, I like surprises. I think my biggest surprise of the year is uh, Akiba Made War. Uh, it is a very silly Gonzo sort of like Yakuza cross made like crime story told like internally very seriously and just lets the absurdity sort of speak to it for itself. Uh, The animation is great. The action is fun. They had a baseball episode. It hits all of the most important aspects of anime in general. Uh, It also just has like big anime original energy, which I love. I think that's, that was, you know, had I been responsible and a good podcast co-host i would have created some kind of you know anime original is actually the best anime like (laughs) i mean yeah thesis that i could like come up you know come up with you know maybe i'll do that sometime when i'm you know a a, a better friend and host uh but i will say in the short term (laughs) if you can on this on this podcast we all love each other except andrew yeah yeah, if, that, if, that, <laughs> so if, if uh, I mean, like, if you're into a little bit of self abuse and you're willing to pay for high dive, uh, that is where you can find uh, Akiba Made War, and I yeah. highly recommend it. It is a lot of fun, and I think it's like in a in a season with Chainsaw Man, which I know I'm I don't know if I love it as much as Andy, uh, but I <laughs> definitely am a big booster of it in a season with DIY, which again, you know. Out of surprise, you know, surprise out of nowhere, like banger, Bochi, uh, again, you know, blowing me away. And I still have room in my heart for this like bizarre crime comedy about maids that is just like, what, if, what if, what if maids were Yakuza? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like serious <laughs> yeah. as a heart attack. Like, I don't think an episode is going by where, you know, our cute girls have not killed somebody and it's never <laughs> just like slapstick. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's, 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 it's a, it's a great show. It's so much fun. I'm a couple of episodes ahead of you, Jeff. And I, and it has maintained this manic momentum all the way through and that was very unexpected i thought like the first when we watched the first episode we talked about on here i thought yeah that's that's gonna be a one-off and it doesn't matter if it's never that this good again it's had we will get to see the wacky cast do wacky things and it's surprisingly had some some very good moments in the past couple episodes like moments which aren't just 
daft humour, which I it does manage to throw in the occasional bit of pathos amongst that humour, which some of the best shows do. Like they they sucker punch you, they they make you expect, <laughs> okay, this is just going to be comedy. Don't worry, we're not going to do anything emotional here. Oh shit, they've done it, and yeah, um, the the next I will when we do our I. Even I hope even if you 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 can't make the the, the next episode like I I want I want to know what you I want a little send in from Jeff on what he thinks of of the final couple of episodes of Akiba Made or because I I honestly like they have been a surprise within a surprise to me so I I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing what you think um, yeah. I guess I should say what my favorite of this not year before has I been. roll this dice go and on, then you go can on tell then. me go on then. <laughs> Well, first, let me go ahead. I don't want to talk a lot about Aldo Zero. I this has been a year of me watching Gin Urobochi movie movies and shows and being like, I just don't like his worldview. His like belief. This is going to sound funny given who I have this podcast with, but anime that have the pervasive belief that the uh, that the the increasing elite technology technologization of corporate and political control over us is just going to end to a end with a miserable hell world that no one can function properly in or escape is exhausting to me. And even (laughs) though I liked a lot of Marduk scramble, that was fundamentally its thing of like, Oh, this will be this sort of like awful world where even when you're murdered, you're brought back to life by technology to be interrogated for like who murdered you um, and possibly forced to hunt down your own killer in a like time rented cyborg body. Um, Like that's great story, but it's also fucking depressing. And I'll know a zero, which is like, if we discover a miraculous technology on another planet, it's going to be used to, to nuke Earth is basically the, the, the plot of Aldo Zero. And I liked the Gundam politics. It made the, the heavy object style like beating these like invincible physics breaking Gundam type mecha suits exciting, but just like awful, cruel characters who just can't be reasoned with. And they invade Earth because of the supposed assassination of their princess who was pro-peace with Earth. And we find out very early on that she's still alive and it was all a lie. And that, like, the discovery of that, the revelation of that doesn't change anything. And, like, as cynical as I am about politics, if you find out that an assassination that started a war was fake, if that doesn't stop your war machine, I think your worldview is is, is too dark for me. Ultimately, mm-hmm. like, I don't I don't want to watch a story about, like even really important moments of truth, not having any impact on how people conduct their business. There was a lot of cool things with um, the fake princess who, after we found out that she's survived, they prop up a, her bastard sister as a way to maintain control and like her and people who supported her, but maybe supported the old princess, like doing politics on the Martian ships orbiting around earth as they like systematically murder most of Earth's population. Those were cool, but it ultimately just too mean, too cynical a very like weirdly like dry show in terms of like relatable and powerful emotions, despite having plenty of crying and screaming and begging and yeah, it just got to me. It's not, it's not my deal. I like, I like hard politics, but I don't like (laughs) nothing matters only like, even if, even if evil malefactors with tons of power are revealed, they'll just use that moment to accumulate more power. And there's nothing that can break the style, the cycle of the, the powerful getting more powerful. And it's just going to end and everybody getting fucked and dead. Um, <laughs> no, thanks. <sighs> anyway, Duncan, best, best anime of the year. I'm just going to go and just say my favorite was uh Vanitas season two, which is just <laughs> not, well, it should be, but it's what it is because it was just 
a lot of fun and I just really enjoyed the Oud uh, second season with this cast of characters which I got to in, enjoy in the first one just this energy which is it was guilt free it was just guilt free energy it was just getting just to enjoy yeah, a load of characters just riffing on each other for uh, 12 episodes with the the knowledge that they never made any pretensions of t- of tying up an arc within that one it was like yeah we'll we'll, we'll, so, we'll sort of resolve this bit but the the big 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 universe thing that, that, that that's never on the table and it's so i know you're you're just uh, trying to sell a uh, manga but i'm okay with that <laughs> Yeah. Bye. Okay. Last one. Really, really quick, Andy. I don't need to roll. There's only one left. I watched Kati Nikaizo. Um, it what it taught me is that um, the sons that supposed to sensei characters and how they feel and who they are are important to me because without those, I didn't really find Kati Nikaizo very funny. No, um, I didn't find Kati Nikaizo very funny either. Uh, <laughs> it's really like weird and has like mm. a very like strange premise where he's like delusional like everyone in his life is delusional in different ways that's a, it's a very koji kumata thing but <laughs> also it's just the the comedic timing is just slightly yeah. off place and and it's one of those <laughs> things in which you do you do watch a show like that where the comedy timing is just off and it doesn't quite work and it just shows how hard it really is to do good yeah. comedy timing yeah absolutely um and the fact that some shows really nail it really hard, like Bocce the Rock, at such a good pace, it's just—it's pretty great. Um, yeah. The funniest uh, thing that the funniest I, relationship I have with Katani Kaizo is in the Sirens at Sensei anime, where at one point they're talking about things that are like not talked about in hopes that people will forget them, and then suddenly like the Ketani Kaizo character like breaks, breaks through the wall from the other classroom. He's like, I've been walled in for, for, for six years. <laughs> <laughs> and they like quickly like usher him out. And they're like, Oh, don't just, no, you're, you're not as, you're not as well selling a manga. Sorry. I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Uh, um, also, I think it was released as OVAs. Yeah. Long. I watched the first six OVAs. Um, and I like some of them. There's the, the ED actually where like it's this girl like floating upside down in the air and like the characters kind of like like dreamlike trying to run up to catch up with her. I like that. That was good art. But um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but then again, I think Ketani Kaizo is JC staff, so I'm not allowed to like it, according right. to Andy. <laughs> uh, right. Also, I guess before I start my top five anime of the year. Um, I was wrong. I've, I've humiliated myself with Shaft, actually, but it's early. Bad Shaft. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite anime of the year, Ben? Unfortunately, I've talked about everything that I really like, but um, it's either got to be uh, the, the all-purpose cultural cat girl, Nuku Nuku uh, <laughs> TV anime series. Anime of the year, uh, Tatami, t- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ban- bano Bonku Nekomusume uh, <laughs> dating from 1980, 1998 uh, is Ben's favorite, or Tatami Time Machine Blues, or the Review Starlight movie, and, which is which is which is a fucking core drill sample of Ben of Ben's anime yeah. tastes. <laughs> all, if we all, have to all, say. Very, all very worthy choices. Which, if I wasn't such a sucker for dumb dumb horny vampires, I would have chose. I spent too much of my time apologizing for anime's horniness, so, like, horniness is still a downside for me. I'm one of those moral censorious people, apparently. It, it's hard. <sighs> it's hard to get away from. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Time, time for my time for my Andy, top five. Andy, Andy. Close it, it out, Andy. And it shows, um, it shows how uh, weird this year's been when number five is my dress-up darling. I really liked this anime. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very good. Uh, I think everyone really liked it. Mm-hmm. It was horny, but it was wholesome. 
And I think everybody got on board with that. Uh, mm -hmm. I have since read the manga and it goes very, it's very good. I'm very happy that there's a second season. They weren't apparently expecting a second season to happen, um, which I think is slightly surprising considering the budget and how much love and effort was put into it. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm very happy that it's there. Uh, the second arc is really good. Uh, I'm excited for uh, the second season. Uh, number four, <laughs> Ranking of Kings, uh, which we've all forgotten about. God, was that this um, but, year? It was. That was. Well, at least the second half was. I know, I'm ah. yeah, yeah, the bad half, unfortunately. <laughs> I am there. Yes, agreed. But it's still, it's still worth, it's still worth mentioning because the first half is very, very good. And although it does spend four episodes trying to kill an invincible man, which is very, very boring, um, I actually feel that the way it ends is pretty enjoyable. And then it has a fun cliffhanger for season two, where you see a man with a giant cone hat. Uh, come and look at a kingdom, and I am looking forward to knowing what's happening there. He's gonna rank I'm gonna it. Rank. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, the truth. This is the thing. And this is exactly what's gonna joke. happen. <laughs> no, like Doug. Genuinely, he is I know, the ranker. I know. Of he's a total yeah, like, ranker. It, 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 he's, he's absolute ranker. Um, absolute ranker. Um, number three, uh, Chainsaw Man. I, it's not finished, but I can't. I can't say how. What much if it I Wonder Eggs, Andy? You don't know. It well, won't. I mean, they've got like sixty chapters of good manga <laughs> to draw from. So yeah, there's very yeah. low chance of that happening. Uh, it won't. I, I think that Chainsaw Man is absolutely incredible. Um, I think it really takes shonen tropes and um, really either doubles down on actually meaning it or flips it. This thing does those tropes that I think a lot of them do. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist springs to mind for this, where they're like in this industry you don't last long and if you do you're mad like all this this constant and, and like you're laughing because it's a real fucking sounds like trope. an anime <laughs> yeah right this the 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 fifth episode there is a scene which is mostly quiet it takes about a minute and it's killed and it just flat out kills about half the cast yes no they really are expendable and he, one of the main characters is now dealing with that loss he is then also having to deal with having to continue fighting after losing someone who's so dear to him. Um, I think it's exceptional. I genuinely feel that there's so much to pick apart in this anime. But there are two better this season. But yeah, there are two better for me. For me this season. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would honestly rather watch Bochi than, than Chainsaw of, of the two of the shows that I'm not watching right now, but that's really kind of also because I need, how, I need more, I need more comedy in my life. I don't want, I don't like fighting anime. <laughs> I mean, but also Chainsaw Man is genuinely funny. Oh, I know, it's but is it funny, funny and he also fights a lot? Cause I don't want that. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, this is the thing. There are moments where, you know, there's fights and the fights are funny. Like, like Denji is funny. Uh, like his whole thing is that he's an idiot. He has a fight with a, like early on, he has a fight with a demon and the demon is like, what is your reason to live? And he's like, I want to touch boobs. And then he's like, that's it. You just want to touch fucking boobs. That's not a reason enough to live. And I'm going to beat you because I want to take, destroy the world. And then he goes, well, if your resolve to destroy the world is beaten by my resolve to touch boobs and your, your resolve means fucking nothing. And it's such a beautiful, dumb moment. I'm sure that's great, Andy. It, just, it makes me infinitely exhausted. I really can't. <laughs> but then, but this is the thing. It then doubles down on that. It then goes, it, he then gets the ability to touch boobs. And he just, he just. We're born with the ability out. to touch boobs. It's how the human race survives. 
This is no, the, the, way, the, the, the way you describe that, Andy, makes it sound like a power. Right, <laughs> 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 like, Okay, so, so basically... This hand will be the hand that pierces the... <laughs> And, and also, <laughs> you, orbs. and once again, Duncan is touching on the truth of it because it is a power whose boots oh, he has to God. touch. <laughs> it's, it's specifically it's a demon girl named Power, and he gets yeah. to like feel her up, I, and then afterwards he's just like, "Well, that we're never wasn't... we're never going to get Hazel to be on this podcast." She's been, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, if, I'm sorry if you're listening to us because this so is sorry. the thing. This is the thing that I loved about that episode where he does rope um, Power's boobs after her allowing him to do so. It then sort of highlights the stupidness of ecchi anime and then is there's an excellent scene with makima afterwards where she's like it's not just about touching boobs it's about touching boobs of a person you love and care for and it's like yeah. human bonds don't you understand you have to it's have so human well bonds. done then it's so well done that it's like okay it's they like princess bride care. scene where he's stealing years off of his life this, this conversation <laughs> I like, like for me, and honestly, I I don't want this to be like me trolling, but like for me, rent a girlfriend is the ultimate is the ultimate refutation of rent a girlfriend. I don't need a, another another show to send up etchy shit because rent a girlfriend is so is so cowardly and so incompetent that I can just watch that and get like the and get you know the tinder it, to burn down civilization. Right. But I know I should actually be watching good anime. This is a conversation. And, and Chainsaw Man is a great anime. Also, I know it has. I've had like thirty people in my life telling me. Also, the one thing I really loved, which not enough <laughs> anime do, uh, it has a new ending every episode, and I fucking love mm. them. Every ending is really good. Uh, like some of that animation is mind-boggling. Uh, it's incredible. Anyway, moving on to number two, uh, Tatami Galaxy Time Machine Blues. We've already spoken about it. And then number one, of course, is the third season of Kaguya-sama, uh, which ended uh, some beloved characters in one of. The most beloved and most adored like endings I've seen in a romance. It nails it so fucking well. It took the manga and made it better. It improved it on every single like level. And I, I read that manga scene because I wanted to see how it originally looked. And it was good, but the anime improves on it like tenfold. Um, I cried like three times for it. I, I absolutely loved it. And I think that Kaguya Sama is just one of the best animes uh i absolutely adore it and i think ben should watch it someday maybe <laughs> who can who can say top five I, animes looking... that ben doesn't want to watch <laughs> narrator the narrator's voice he didn't watch it <laughs> um, i've watched hundreds of anime i can't even be picky at these point at this point but anywho also wait one last thing let's look forward let's look forward into the future what are people looking forward to to next year? Uh, Baki. There you go. <laughs> I should have been warned about this. Baki. Yeah. I, I think there's a couple that I'm looking forward to. Number one is Dungeon Meshi. Yeah, that's, that's going to be yeah, really fucking That's good. true. That's very true. Yep. I'm kind of looking forward to Nagatoro, even though like I know that one does not win distinction for looking forward to <laughs> Nagatoro. <laughs> All those three. Nagatoro is the best one. I'm looking forward to Nagatoro season two, too. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Megumin spinoff for Konosuba. Yeah. yeah, and there's a Konosuba season three coming. Um, what? Gonna, yep. Yeah, they're both. No one told announce. me next year. Uh, next year, apparently. Next we are the worst anime up. podcast. It's not even close. Look, look, I opened this episode talking about my health problems. Like I, <laughs> uh, just because I'm here is, I feel like I deserve a participation trophy. <laughs> if we get Uzumaki, that would be nice. I'm highly doubtful. And yeah, I think, I think that's it. 
Well, I'll be there. Is it? There is a Konosuba season three, huh? Yeah. Oh my god! They're. I'm looking at the TBA on any chart. They're they're remaking Akira as a as a serial. It's like a more faithful adaptation of the manga. Holy shit! Oh, it's gonna be a disaster. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm not looking forward to the fourth season of Foodie Cooley. That's gonna be what? Bravo. What? God, <laughs> grunge! Yeah. Oh no! Grunge. Oh no! <laughs> it's not even by Production IG or Gainax. No, who is it? Oh, is it JC stuff? Mont Blanc Pictures. <laughs> oh, I haven't even heard of them. Yikes! Uh, Despair. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be bad. Oh no! Was... There's a fifth season too. Fully coolie shoegaze. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, oh no! I'm... Repent. <laughs> I'm also personally not looking for. I'm not looking forward to Red to Girlfriend season three. How about the uh, third season of Uma Musume? You excited about that? When I get through to the second season, yeah, Uma Musume. Yeah. Well, that's that's that that's the trick, isn't it? Oh, but they're doing a they're doing a they're doing Pluto. That would be interesting. Doing mm, I think it's just quite difficult to to be done. Well, they're remake. They're making a Pat Labor Mel. No. <laughs> Making a but, making Megazone twenty three. What's happening, guys? Uh, but Idol Master Cinderella Girls U one four nine. That's definitely going to be the best one, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. I think if there's one thing this this year's taught me is that it'll, the things I'll probably love the most are things I'll have never heard of until I watch a couple yeah. of episodes and yeah, they end up they end up yeah. surprising me. No, that, so. that's that's why I that's how I feel about. Like as much as this anime anime podcast sometimes tires me out, I just like I hear about anime I would not even pay attention to with y'all, and even I know I'm notoriously stubborn and notoriously hidebound about what genres I'll bother to spend my time with. But like I would not have watched like Raven of the Inner Palace without you, Duncan, and that that is yeah. that single handedly makes us valuable. Just like having someone be like, "Hey, this is worth and, your time." And, and what? What would you have watched without me? I've watched some stuff because of you. Yeah, I'd have to go. I'd have to go back into my my spreadsheet. He's watched you, Rent a Girlfriend. I've watched Rent a Girlfriend. That's true. <laughs> I was it not Tatami Galaxy as well? To be fair, like yes, that that, that, that technically is also is also you're doing. I, I I plan to watch it someday, but y'all know that I plan to watch uh plan to watch a lot of things someday. Oh, they're making a a a a, a sequel OVA for um. Yahari or a no seishun love comedy or Matagaru. Yeah. They're, making a, they're making a City Hunter movie. They're making Inferno Cop 2. Right? What? Oh, wait. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're making a Zombieland Saga movie. What? what? No, sorry. I'm not even looking at Zombieland Saga. They're making a, they're making a Gunbuster 3. Oh, no. I, I'm oh, going to... No. They, they are doing oh, something that I've been no. waiting for. So Which next is year is going to be the last an- season, like year of anime. It's all going to come yeah, crashing this down. Is, this this feels like the end the end times genuinely all, to me. It will all return to nothing. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> we're fine. We're finally we're finally getting a Blue Giant adaptation. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> for that. Uh, which is a jazz maybe... <laughs> manga. Uh, so that's going to be good. Maybe the Hanami sequel will come out. Who knows? Everything is <laughs> everything is a wash and in play. Oh my god. It's gonna be a weird year. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Let's go ahead and <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, remember, yeah. rate, review, and subscribe to us on the podcast platform of your choice. Find us on Facebook. Search for Keyframes Podcast. Find us on Twitter for now. <laughs> Yeah. At Keyframes Pod, email us questions. Tell us shows to watch. We got a big laugh. The the guy who told uh, 
who said that I should watch another crap anime that Andy was arguing with people about. Um, no, thank you, but <laughs> keep sending in those suggestions. Uh, email yeah. us at, at, at uh, keyframespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, next episode, we will be talking about the end and the beginning. Uh, we will talk about the end of the fall anime season, the beginning of the winter anime season. Is that how it works? Yes. Correct. I'm always the set off always always messes me. Um, so yeah, tune in for for a big old New Year omnibus. We'll come back from our holidays super jazzed. Of course, you're listening to this after your holiday, and so I would like to thank you for spending this year and any year and even any month or week that you spent with us. Um, we love anime. We hope you do too. Uh, hopefully, if you've listened this far, you found something useful. So why don't you tell a friend? about us but not just any friend uh, ben. <laughs> i would say the friend kind of friend who would look back on the year and rank everything in a list like there's some sort of like a king like a king <laughs> like a king uh <laughs> yes <laughs> okay goodbye. say goodbye everybody <laughs> goodbye. goodbye goodbye my dears <laughs>